Good afternoon, everybody, uneducated economist here. So I was just reading the recent speech coming out of the Federal Reserve. This was given by Christopher Waller titled uh, Financial Stability and Macroeconomic Policy. Um, it's very interesting read. When you kind of go through these Federal Reserve speeches, they are very telling of what it is that the Federal Reserve is thinking and what it is that they are planning on doing. You know, a lot of times we go to these news articles or we listen to, you know, these professional economists or investors out there and we listen to what it is that they feel that the Federal Reserve is going to do. But it's not necessarily what it is that the Fed is going to do. It's what they think the Federal Reserve is going to do. However, when you read these speeches, this is what the Federal Reserve thinks that the Federal Reserve is going to do. And that's really more important to me than really the opinion of an investor or another macroeconomist out there. Now, that's not to say that getting their opinion is not valid. Their, their opinions are most likely very valid and they have some good points to them as well. But when it comes to the actual monetary policy and what is planning on happening, I would much rather listen to the Federal Reserve and what they say in their speeches than just about anybody else out there. And one of the reasons why I like to go to their speeches is because very rarely does anybody ever talk about it. I mean, how? when was the last time you read a news article that says in this recent Federal Reserve speech, this particular Fed president said this or said, you know, a particular statement. Very rarely do you find that. You will find where they will go and interview those particular um, individuals uh, who work for the Federal Reserve who happened to give the speech or gave a statement or something like that. But it's not like they go and break down these speeches to explain exactly what it is that is going on in the minds of the Fed, right? So this one is coming from Christopher Waller and he's talking about the two tools that the Federal Reserve really has going on. One of them is monetary policy and the other one is banking regulations. And now a lot of times when people think of the Federal Reserve, they just think of the monetary policy because that's really what everybody looks at. Interest rates, where they are, how that impacts their lives. And that's really important to, to follow and understand. You know, you want to know what it is that's coming. You've got to understand what it is that the Federal Reserve is looking at and how it is that they plan on adjusting their monetary policy because that's really what affects all of us as an individual is that interest rate or, or the interest rate setting of, of where it's at and the direction it goes. That's I think is probably the most important thing for people. However, what else is important and a lot of people don't really like pay a lot of attention to or, you know, it doesn't get as much news, I should say, as like, say, interest rate setting policy is banking regulations. Right? Now, banking regulations is a whole other tool to maintain the financial stability, right? So you got you got two different um, things happening there, right? You got monetary policy and then you got the financial stability, right? The banking regulations. And a lot of times everybody wants to kind of like jumble these two things together, which it does make a lot of sense because they really are, you know, intertwined pretty, pretty pretty prevalently, you know, um, within the markets, but really there's two different things that are happening there. Okay. So when we think about like the monetary policy coming from the federal reserve, that's what they use to deal with their dual mandate. And now the federal reserve is mandated to do two things, low and stable prices of around 2% inflation rate over time, whatever that means and full employment. Now that's the dual mandate and they use monetary policy to achieve that dual mandate, meaning that they set interest rates to or adjust interest rates to achieve that dual mandate. 
So that's part of the pro or part of their problem. The other part that they have to deal with is the banking regulations, meaning that the financial market is stable. And if there is a loan out there that somebody needs to take or wants to take, there should be one available for them. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to provide a good loan or a reasonable loan or anything like that, but that there is a loan out there and that the credit markets aren't frozen. That's the banking regulation stability that they are looking for. So these are two very different things that are happening at the same time that people really need to pay attention to. And now when it comes to the banking regulations, when the Federal Reserve sets their monetary policy and people look at the banking sector saying this is going to get damaged by their monetary policy, they, they are correct in, in that analysis, but what they are missing is that the Federal Reserve has banking regulations in which that they are going to use to deal with the instabilities that come from a rising interest rates in that in that financial market so as the interest rates go up and it makes it burdensome for people to take out loans and then banks start stumbling because of this the federal reserve has tools within the toolbox that we really just don't know about like one of them was just this you know recent um bank term lending fund or bank term funding program whatever it is that they that they just recently had to help bring liquidity to these banks who find that the asset prices that they have on their balance sheet has fallen dramatically low and now they need to come up with ever increasing amounts of cash in order to deal with the business that they have pretty much pay their debts or be able to issue out new debts the asset prices that they have on their balance sheet has fallen when the interest rates rise and now this is kind of confusing for a lot of people but ultimately the federal reserve came in and says hey you got those assets that just fell in price what we're going to do is we're going to loan you money at 100 cents on the dollar Right. So even though the price has fallen, we're going to pay you as or lend you money as if the asset price is way up here and use it as collateral. And now this is one of the tools that nobody was really anticipating. I mean, I know that, you know, from everything that I was reading in the Federal Reserve and, you know, from all the other economists out there, I didn't hear anybody say anything about this bank term lending funding program, whatever it is that they had to to help stabilize the financial markets when these banks started to fail. So when you had these major banking institutions fail, the Federal Reserve stepped up with this tool and says, hey, look what we have, right? And everybody went like, whoa, what's this, you know? So this is the type of thing that the Federal Reserve has. And like right now, we don't even know to what extent these these type of tools that they really have. Like, I mean, could they have more of these? Could they be bigger operations? I mean, what is it that the Federal Reserve has in their toolbox that we just simply don't know about? And when you have the unusual and exigent circumstances that arise, something like COVID, then they can come out with all kinds of crazy things that nobody had ever heard of, like the special purpose vehicles and the corporate debt lending facility and stuff like that. So that's part of it. The other part is that dual mandate, right? of interest rate setting policy where when they raise and lower interest rates what kind of impact that has on the broader economy especially when it comes to like the individual like you and me now this is what they said about the dual mandate or as far as monetary policy it says here um and this is coming from christopher waller i do not support altering the stance of monetary policy to achieve its dual mandate Right. They don't, you know, in order to achieve the dual mandate, he says, don't adjust this. Right. And right now, that means raising rates to fight inflation. Right. So this is really where I think a lot of people need to focus in on what it is that they are saying. Right. The Federal Reserve believes that they need to continue to raise interest rates to fight inflation. 
right? They've achieved part of their dual mandate with the full employment, right? We got full employment going on, and now they need to achieve that other part of the dual mandate, which is low and stable prices. And in order to do that, they're going to have to keep interest rates elevated for a significant amount of time. And that's exactly what he's saying there. Uh, the Fed's job is to use monetary policy to achieve its dual mandate. And that's it. They're not meant to use their monetary policy to achieve banking stability. Right? That's what a lot of people think. It's just like, oh man, they need to adjust their interest rates in order to save the banking system. That's not what they do. They use banking regulations to save the banking system or attempt to. Right? And then they use interest rate setting policy, the monetary policy, to achieve their dual mandate. Full employment and low and stable prices. And so these are the things that we really have to think about what it is that the Fed's strategy is, is looking at. Because if we take on the strategy of an economist who says they're going to destroy the banking system by raising the interest rates, that's not what the Fed is looking at. The Fed is looking at the banking system and using bank regulations. They look at the dual mandate, the unemployment and the inflation rate, and then they adjust monetary policies. Two very separate things that are very intertwined that you know people, again, need to separate but understand that they are working together. Does, did that make sense? All right. Uneducated economist, you let me know.